0: Welcome to the Nate hate show today. I'm going to tackle the, uh, the abortion issue, I guess it's, I guess people are making it more complicated than it is if I mean, honestly, both sides are fucking wrong. Like what basically what they're doing is the straw man argument that I talked about. And I think last episode, and it's funny that it was that recently that I was talking about that shit and you see it now. But, I mean, you can see it in everything, and you should really pay attention to it. And they're doing the straw man argument of, I'm pro-life, and I'm pro-choice. They're juxtaposing themselves as the good guy. So, like, by saying, I am pro-life, then that must mean the people that agree with me are anti-life, are pro-death. And that's not the case. And then there's also the pro-choicer people that are like, I am pro-choice, and they're juxtaposing themselves to where if I'm pro-choice and I'm debating someone that I'm considering my enemy right now, they must be anti-choice or pro-slavery, I guess, or tyranny. But that's not really the case with either. It's just that most people are in the middle on every issue. Most people are in the middle. The issue is the loud motherfuckers are the ones on the outside because they know that their ideas are so outrageous that if they don't say them out loud, like scream them out loud, nobody will hear them because they're not going to be listening. But most people are kind of normal and they'll just admit like, Hey, maybe these sides don't perfectly, neither of these sides perfectly sum up what I feel like, like, I don't feel like we should ban abortion. I think that's stupid. It's America. If you're going to ban abortion, we got to ban a lot of other stuff just off the gu- the guise of, oh, well, it's dangerous and it'll be more dangerous if we, uh, I don't fucking listen to me. I was about to go off on a tangent that didn't make sense, but you got to find the middle ground. Like, personally, I think that it should be somewhere in the second trimester that it's cut off. Like, maybe that's four months, maybe that's five months, maybe that's six months, but after six months, I am a definite now on abortion Like by that point, it almost could be alive when you separate it from your body and you don't have 20 toes, you don't have 20 fingers and you don't have two hearts. So that's not you. That is definitely a separate being inside of you. And just because it's inside of you, doesn't make it your property because you don't own 20 fingers. You don't own 20 fucking toes. You don't own two hearts. You don't have two livers. You don't have four kidneys. So whenever the baby's formed in there and has all those things, it is officially its own person. And that's whenever I am personally in the mindset that it shouldn't be allowed to happen anymore. I don't know, though. I mean, two mo- or one, six weeks is outrageous. Like Most people don't even know they're fucking pregnant until like the month afterwards because they missed their period. And some people will just be like, oh, I missed my period. I wonder what that was. Some people are on birth control, so they normally miss their period and wouldn't think anything of it. It's, I guess it's just different for everyone but that's I mean I don't know since they're make, you're making a law it'd be a lot nicer if the law would say that every case is going to be dealt with separately but usually when you're dealing with a case you go to the laws so you can't just say oh every case is going to be dealt with separately because then whenever they're looking for precedent they're not going to have anything there you need to have something in concrete and I'd love to say, like, oh, you got to look at every circumstance differently because I'm sure there's, like, a few people that are using abortion as just, like, a a fucking, the last contraceptive or something. I've heard it described as. But that's not most people. But, I mean, if you're going to operate under, I'm not going to give other people the freedom to do something because of craziness that other people could possibly do, then you got to take all the guns back. It's just clear as that because you might not do anything and most people might use guns for the right way but what if a crazy person got a hold of them and wanted to cause people harm? It's the same logic and you can't use that because America's built on freedom and not safety. Ben Franklin said the man who, well, I'm going to misquote him a little bit, sorry, paraphrase. He said that the man that values safety over freedom deserves neither and shall get none. And basically what that means is like George Bush would be riding in hell in Ben Franklin's mind but like America was built on freedom and we wanted to get away from, well first we wanted just to get representation in the English government. We didn't even want to break off at first. But once we decided we wanted to break off, it was because we weren't getting any representation in the fucking parliament. But I mean, there's major parts of England like Manchester that still weren't getting fucking representation in parliament. But we broke off because we wanted a voice and we wanted to be free and Whenever we were making the country, the people that were the founders decided that freedom is always going to be held, and more, it's going to be more of a sacred thing to us than safety, because there's a lot of precautions you could take worrying about safety that end up in leading into tyranny. And if you're if safety's your main worry, it's really easy to control someone. No, don't you're not allowed in that car. Cars are the most dangerous thing ever. People are getting a lot of wrecks. You can't drive anymore. You can't have guns. People kill people with guns. No more. You can't have a trampoline. Trampolines, people have fall broke their, fallen, broken their neck. You can't do that. So if you're worried about safety first, there's a lot of things you got to take out. But that's why this country wasn't built on safety. It was built on freedom and the freedom to choose. And it's not just the freedom. This is what my issue is: is. People want to make it like... America is free, but for them alone, like it's the same with the free speech thing and the freedom to do what you want thing. Like the abortion niggas are like most of the abortion niggas are the ones that are complaining because the left isn't giving them free speech. And I agree with them. Like the new left media doesn't want to let the other side be heard, because once it's heard, then you realize that everything the liberals have been saying is horseshit. Like they don't know what they're talking about. They gave us Joe Biden. And they're pretending that he's not a corpse. And if you're pretending that too, go fuck yourself. I don't have any room for a conversation with someone like you. Just pretending that, oh, well, I could just say that he just has a stutter. And that'll make it true. No, but we're built on freedom, and it's freedom for everybody. Like, I might not like that you're going to get an abortion, but hey, guess what? I have the freedom to mind my own fucking business and not get one. And, I mean, just trying to ban him is like... I get where people are coming from because one side, the pro-lifers, a lot of them are coming from the perspective that the baby is alive right after conception and that aborting it is murder. And I mean, let's think about it from their perspective for a second. If you thought that something was being done that was murder, let's say that there's a restaurant that started killing dogs. Like, if it was close to you, you might not just think like, oh yeah, well, they have the freedom to kind of eat whatever the fuck they want or do whatever the fuck they want, you're probably going to be a little bit more bothered by the fact that there's a restaurant that's fucking killing dogs, and you're probably going to try and take take that into your own hands if no one's doing anything about it, and, like, step in and do something, because you don't like it. And that's the same place that these people are really coming from, is, like, they see something that they don't like, and they're trying to step in and stop it, because, I mean, that's really whenever you step in to stop things is whenever it becomes uncomfortable for you. But at the same time... They also have to look at from the other perspective of it's not always going to be. I just want to kill babies. Sometimes it's because they genuinely don't feel like they're prepared to be a good parent. A good parent. No, but they genuinely don't feel like they're going to be a good parent or be able to provide for the kid in the way that they need to be provided for or a lot of other reasons. And you could say, oh, we'll give it up for adoption. And that pisses me off because I see a lot of the abortion niggas that walk around with those signs that are like, "Oh, we will adopt your children." That's clearly not true. The foster system of America of America is super flawed, and it takes forever and to get a kid. And it's there's too many kids. There's too many kids that go unadopted. So it's just clearly statistically not true that you will adopt the kids because there's a lot of you protesters out there. I bet if I stopped and asked any of them, none of them have have adopted kids. And I bet if I stopped and asked them how many kids that there are in foster care, they would have no earthly idea. They just wouldn't get how goofy their statement is. But I mean, it's just the bias that they have, I guess. On the other side, I I guess I could keep on going on the pro-lifers. You just got to stop fucking going after other people's freedoms because they're doing shit you don't like. Like, I get it that it bothers you. But sometimes you have to step beyond yourself and say, I mean, I'm trying to think about it from their perspective of how you would get from a point of thinking that it's a murder thing. Uh, I'm so sorry that I'm talking like a mumble mouthed idiot. At least I can get that out. Fucking. Oh, man. And I lost my place. Whatever. I guess I'm going after the pro choicers now. Pro choicers, you're doing the same shit with the straw man argument of, oh, you're anti choice. No. No, 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 no. I'm not anti-choice. I'm anti-women making whatever choices they want and not getting self accountability. Like think about it. They're saying if you can't get an abortion, there's no freedom or there's no choice. I mean, no. Coming from the other side, it's like you don't get a choice to just kill someone you don't like. So why should you be able to kill a baby? And I mean, I I guess I won't make that argument because I don't even believe in it myself. But that's kind of where they're coming from. But it's just like, assuming you're coming from my point of view attacking the pro-choices, because I'm not going to attack the pro-choices from the pro-life standpoint, because I don't agree with the pro-life standpoint. But from my point of view, they would call me anti-choice because I say that it should be limited to the second trimester and below. Most of the time they wouldn't even say that once they actually hear like what I'm saying, but they get too caught up in emotions and just automatically will call me a sexist and think that I'm saying that I'm anti-abortion, but I'm not, or not anti-abortion, but anti-choice, but I'm not anti-choice. I just think you should make better choices. Like women will say I'm anti-choice. No, you still have the choice to fuck people if you want to. And you're gonna, I'm sure some of you are listening to this. Well, that's not really much of a choice. Yes, it is. Just because you're a whore and can't stop fucking people. I mean, sorry. Like, it's the opposite for dudes, though. If you're fucking all the time, that's good. And that's because dudes fuck what they can and chicks fuck who they want to. So if a chick wants to fuck everybody, well, I don't really wanna fuck them. And if a dude can fuck everybody, He has to put in an effort to fuck them. Like, he doesn't just walk over and get offered to fuck. So that's why it's different for men and women for, oh, we have a double standard. You're goddamn right we do. Fucking, that's literally the key and lock. If you have a lock that opens up to every key, that thing is useless. I don't fucking want that. Why would? That's not going to be safe. It's not going to be, I'm not going to be the only one that has access to whatever I'm using that for but if you have a key that opens every lock then that's called the master key because that's the best. And so if there's a dude that can go around convincing all the chicks to fuck him. That means that he's the best. If there's a dude that's going around being convinced by all the dudes, that means that she's either just like being a ho- a hoe or she just is a sex addict or something. I don't know. But men and women are different in that way. But back to the thing. You have the choice to not have sex. You have the choice to make a dude wear a condom. Now, if you don't take those choices and he comes in you, you have the choice to get a plan B right afterwards. You have a choice to kill it and suck that little bundle of cells out of you like within the first two months or two months, two trimesters, in my opinion, whenever you're coming from my area. What about that isn't a choice? You have a choice every minute of every hour of every day up until that second trimester is over. How is that anti-choice? I still have not had anybody explain to me how that's anti-choice. You, like, imagine this. You fuck a dude. You, we'll say, you're not sure if he came in you, even though you know that he was fucking you raw, and you didn't see come anywhere. But, let's say somehow you didn't know that someone came in you, and you found out, we'll say at two months, by my standards, if it was the way I wanted it to be. You find out at two months. Then you have to make the big girl decision of, am I keeping this or am I getting rid of it? And then on that day, when you find out, you're making, let's say you make the decision, I'm going to keep it. The next day, two months in one day, you have the choice to say, am I going to keep it or am I going to get rid of it? You have that choice every minute of every hour of every day of every week of every month up until the second trimester, in my opinion. I don't see how that's anti choice if you choose to say, I want to keep it, 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 I want to keep it. That's okay. That's all good and well. And you can change your mind, but in, in my opinion, not after the second trimester. Once you've gotten to the point that the baby's viable without you, that's no longer your choice. That's a live thing. Like, Sorry, you made the cho- you made the choices that led up to that as far as fucking the dude, as far as letting him come in you, as far as letting him fuck without a condom, as far as not taking a plan B, as far as not aborting it earlier, as far as choosing every day not to abort it. No, six at the second trimester, that's the cutoff. You finally have to make the adult decision. See, women like to do this thing where they're like, I'm going to make a decision, but I want to be able to call it back later and, and undo it. You don't get to do that. No. That's called accountability. That's exactly what I'm talking about with this accountability thing. You have to face your choice, like, your decisions. Like, if you chose to kill that thing, then you're gonna have to face the decision later to maybe have some regret and be sad about that. And I'm not happy about that. Like, I don't want you to be sad. I don't I don't want the baby to be fucked up. I don't want you to, to kill it. But, I mean, I don't care. It's your choice. Like, I don't know, man. It's really weird, I'm getting on a tangent, and getting myself worked up, and I need to work myself down, because if not, I'm gonna die when I'm fucking 22 of high blood pressure, but it's not, I want you to understand, it's like, at a certain point, you have to stand by your choices, like, I use the example of my drug addiction, a lot of you guys saw me in high school, I was off of, I was strongly addicted to Xanax, fucking, just just a little fucking jackass that wanted to take Percocet and hydrocodone all the time. And, hey, I didn't, like, whenever I started taking it, there was never a point where I was like, oh, it's going to be badass. I'm going to take Xanax, like, every day. I'm going to take it to the point where it doesn't do anything for me when I take one pill to where I almost need to take fucking four of them to feel anything. Like, I'm going to get insane. And... I didn't know that that was going to happen. I didn't make that conscious choice, but the decision I did make was to take those pills and not research it. And so that's the same. That's the lineup of, I didn't know I was going to get pregnant. I knew it was a possibility, but I had sex anyways. And I had sex raw. I didn't know I was going to get addicted, but I did know that p- pills were addictive. And I did know that it was a possibility to get addicted. I kept on taking the pills like even after there was a lot of friends that were like oh no you need to stop doing that shit Nathan that's not fucking cool you look like, like you're making a fool of yourself everywhere we go you're fucking high in class and I made the decision to keep like every day to keep on doing it like I was like ah oh, whatever fuck you just don't be my friend then you're not a real friend anyways like just saying you're not a real friend if you're not gonna sit here and support my fucking destroying of my own immune system yeah that's nice addiction Nathan but I made that decision every day, which is the same as you guys making that decision every day whenever you're pregnant not to abort it, knowing if I don't abort this thing, it's going to get to a point where it's going to come out and it's going to be alive. And you make that choice every day. You might not think you do, but you do make that choice every day to not kill that baby. Because every day you could could definitely go and fucking get rid of it and that won't be a problem anymore. I could have every day went to a rehab and fucking made them make me not be an addict. Well, no, not made them make me not be an addict. I could have chose to not be an addict and let go to a rehab to help myself. I didn't want to go to a rehab. I didn't really want to have all that stigma of, oh, Nate, the addict that almost killed himself that to the point that he's got to fucking go and go to a rehab and I made that choice of not doing that. And I kept on doing pills, and I overdosed. And I fucking died. And I <laughs> I got brought back because I'm black Jesus. But... Ah, oh, Jesus Christ, losing my fucking train of thought. Oh, yeah. The death point, I guess, would be, like, your birth. That was, like, the turning point of, like, all right, well, no, that's not the the fucking birth, but I made the decision not to go to rehab every day up until it became such a big issue that I fucking overdosed. You make the decision every day to not go abort it and then you're going to get into that death stage of well now I'm pregnant and it's time and you're going to be at a crossroads and you might not get as lucky as me and have your baby die on the fucking operating table if you didn't want it but you still made the choices that led up to there and like I could find excuses every step of the way and I've been like oh well it's my body my choice what I'm doing with the fuck with these pills you don't have any say in what I'm doing with it and it's like yeah maybe they don't because they're not the ones doing it but they can clearly see the fucking result of it and they can clearly see every part of it so just me saying you're not doing it and you could never do it so you don't get it is an invalid argument it's just it doesn't hold any water whatsoever i may like i could be like hey i didn't know that the pills were going to get me addicted but it doesn't matter because i still went out and did them and that's like the same lineup that's right there is what i'm talking about with the accountability and like women like to do the thing where they'll not they'll just be like oh well i can't get an abortion in the third trimester that you're taking away my choice and it's like no how am i taking away your choice well because you're trying to control my body and it's like okay well isn't it kind of controlling people's bodies whenever you say you aren't allowed to take your gun and go bring it out into fucking public and shoot people and they're like oh that's affecting the bodily autonomy of other people yeah well one can make the argument that killing a baby in the third trimester when it could be separated from you and live is affecting somebody else's bodily autonomy and uh I hate to be the bearer of bad news but that is what you're doing People got to stop being such such hypocrites, and that's insane for you guys to hear. I'm sure from such a hypocrite, but I don't know, man. We just we're tripping. Like when I say we, I mean you, all of you, because I know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> like I mean, it's just clear as day. Like if you're a reasonable person, saying that you can't get abortions at all, or that you have to wait, you have to get them before six weeks. It's just unreasonable. It just is. Fucking, on the other hand, saying you should be able to get him all the way up until the third trimester, all the way up until the last day, is also wrong. Because then you get cases like that doctor in Washington, D.C., where he's fucking performing late-term abortions, and then some of the babies are surviving, and then he has to kill them after the fact. Let me get that guy's name, because I'm not going to just throw that out. Doctor Caesar Santagello, yeah. So there's a bunch of people offering money, like twenty five thousand dollars, for information about where that nigga is, because he's killing babies, and obviously that's fucking not cool. I guess you could say. Ugh. Yeah, I'm. I beat the hell out of this abortion topic. I'm sorry. I'll move on. Fucking. Dude, I hate how uncomfortable people are whenever you make race jokes. Like, not even jokes. Like, there was an Instagram post that some FSU page posted that was like a synagogue got burnt down. And I swear I got multiple personality disorders because I don't even remember doing it. But like, I commented it was me just as a joke, I guess. And I'll admit, hey, that wasn't that funny. But... niggas came at me pretty angry and were like oh i would beat your ass and i was going (laughs) i was going at him like for being a frat person and the whole time i was just holding back my jew card because like it's all a bunch of niggas and yarmulkes coming after me and i could just say your yarmulke is too tight and it's clouding your judgment brother you got to get away from me fucking but i don't i didn't really want to get banned from instagram so i had to get really creative like, attacking him for being a frat faggot and for being rich and using daddy's money. And then this girl tried to comment and be like, oh, sounds like someone doesn't get girls. And I said, shut up, daughter of son of Sam. Her, I guess I should have prefaced that with her last name was Berkowitz. And if you don't get that joke, you are the reason why I suck at comedy. Because that's fucking hilarious. David Berkowitz was the son of Sam. He was going around murdering people in New York City because the neighbor's dog he thought was possessed by uh, Satan and was telling him what he had to do or else he was going to kill him. And I threw that out pretty quickly after seeing her message and I was pretty proud of myself. I'm not going to lie. I'll give myself a little... God damn it. It's... I wish you guys knew how disappointed in myself I was whenever I did that shit. Saints drafted Crystal Ave. A little bit more sports talk, I guess. Fucking, I'm sorry this episode sucks, by the way. But Saints drafted Crystal Ave. We needed a receiver last year. Our receiving core was abysmal. Getting Michael Thomas back will be a little bit better. Um, I haven't washed my bed sheets in like five months, and I don't really plan on it. I don't. I guess it's like dead skin cells that you don't want in your bed maybe that's why I'm not getting bitches it's because I don't wash my sheets it's gotta be it right fucking oh yeah I made a fool with that hot shift lead that I work for that I want to fuck and possibly more you know this would be crazy if it was actually successful and then she came back and listened to this but yeah every day I pretty much make a fool of myself I just, I mean, she might want to fuck me as well, but I like to do this thing where I second guess myself and tell myself that I'm a dog shit person because I'm not a liar and it kind of clouds my judgment and makes me unable to accept like positive, like not love, but like positive emotions from other people just because I'm like you don't actually like me you just like the me that I presented to you like you don't fucking know I could be a fucking serial killer for all you know and you just know the outside version of me and you would be so shocked if you found out that oh Nathan was a serial killer I don't actually like that guy at all and it's like see that's why I can't accept the positive emotion not that I am a serial killer but I mean I you know if if that has to be said yes I am a serial killer there you go if you wanted to hear that. But uh, if you found out that I was a serial killer, your opinion on me would change significantly. And Not that I am, but I just think I'm a dog shit person in my own right for all my own little personal fucking shortcomings. And I I can't believe it whenever someone's like reacting to me positively because I'm just like, you're only reacting to the outside version of me. If you knew the inside version of me, you would not be reacting the same way And it kind of makes me like a little bit upset. I don't really know why. I guess it's just fucking kink in my brain or something. But I don't know. Also, I kind of talk myself out of shit because like I know the cowardly shit I've done. And I'm just like, I hear that shit screaming in my head like all the time. Like telling me over and over, like, you're a fucking coward. You're this, you're that. And so like whenever someone's saying something nice or like acting nice. I'm a little bit more focused on the uh, the screaming in my head that's like saying negative shit to me and I'm just like whenever someone's saying positive stuff especially I just like I guess to kind of counterbalance that with my ego I don't want to see myself in a positive light so then whenever people start saying positive shit about me I just discount it, and then immediately we'll start thinking of all the negative things that outdo what they're saying. Like, oh, you're so funny. Yeah, but I'm an asshole. Oh, you're so nice. Yeah, because I want to fuck you. Oh, you're so well-read. Yeah, I just go in the fucking cafeteria and hold books staring at them just so you'll think I'm not stupid. <laughs> and, yeah, like, I don't know, man. Maybe that's a disease or something. Maybe it's just uh, called realism and actually looking at myself That's kind of why I see myself higher than a lot of you guys on a mental level is just because I, you got a lot of you guys, I think are blind to your own shit. And the reason I say that is because you don't express your weaknesses. I throw my weaknesses out there. I want you guys to know my weaknesses. Fucking, I want you to take advantage of them and kick me when I'm down just so I can get used to, uh, get used to them. Get scabbed over the fucking weaknesses, I guess. And, like, hey, if I throw out that I'm fucking insufficient in my own mind, then you saying that shit doesn't have any bearing, really, because I already said that. Like, you got to be more creative than that and find something else. And I've thought about my own, like, shortcomings. I feel like a lot more than a lot of you guys have. Women, I know for a fact you guys haven't thought of your shortcomings, because if you did, you would be coming to me and you would be agreeing with most of the shit I say there's one person I'm not going to out because I women are the worst and you're going to fucking treat them like dog shit just because they have a different opinion than you but I don't know man maybe I'm just a crazy person maybe maybe. who knows this is a short episode and it fucking sucked sorry about that I didn't prepare at all I thought it was Sunday Uh, this is all just me recording it before I'm going to sleep after work I just did a 12-hour shift. That's not an excuse or anything. I mean, you if you wasted your time listening to this, I'm sorry. By the way, this is probably going to be one of the last episodes of the Nate Hate Show. This is, like I said, just a, a setup, kind of. Uh, actually, it won't be the last episode. I'll still drop them, but it'll probably be more monthly, like a monthly basis, just because I, I don't really have enough shit to like, fill up weekly episodes, as you guys could tell, because they just ramble on about horse shit. But... I'll probably do monthly episodes, but me and Jake are going to. We're going to be making our own podcast, where it's not just the audio, but you actually also all also, show. You also get the visual aspect of it, and we're also going to have guests on and shit. So, I guess I'll see you guys there. Um, First episode will probably be like towards the end of May, so you know you you guys will get one more episode of the Nate Hate Show, and then uh. I'll go to some other shit. Have a good night, guys. Or uh, a good day.